0: Do you want to go faster? Yeah! Real facts, real opinions, real talk. It's time for Roadworthy Drive, hosted by Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. If it moves you now or in the future, you can rest assured that they'll be talking about it right here. So here they are the mobility duo with the technology twist, Ken and Sasha.
1: Welcome, one and all, to another installment of America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Roadworthy Drive. Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little at the controls as usual to make sure that your journey with us is a safe one. As always, we have plenty to get to this hour, starting with juicy tidbits from the parts bin. We started a discussion about a company trying to bring order to that sidewalk disaster known as Scooter Mania. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called in big cities?
0: Scooter Mania? Hey. Is it all scripted?
1: I doubt it. Ah. Uh-huh. An attempt to harness the sun in the middle of coal country. And finally, believe it or not, a federal government agency that's trying to act like a tech company. Stop it. For real. I... All that and more in a few minutes. But first, if you want to connect with the conversation, you can call or text us via the Roadworthy Drive line. That number, 872 872- 222-9793, and that number is good 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if they actually
0: call during uh, business hours, they get to talk directly to me. Oh, my. hmm
1: Yeah, look out, people. <laughs> if you're the one that is more comfortable with email, no worries. My address is ken at roadworthydrive.net. And if you write that, you get to talk and correspond directly with me. So there. Yeah, well, people are more popular.
0: or I'm more popular with the with the, the driveline. Yeah,
1: I got nothing. People like texting I me. I got nothing with that. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Either way, folks, we'll get you the hookup with me and Sasha. Sasha and I. Sasha and me. <laughs> <laughs> Miss English Nazi. Well, I, what? Yes.
0: I, is yes. that a thing?
1: Uh, sometimes.
0: I mean, just because my grandfather may or may not have, like, had a master's in English and was the dean of Creighton. I don't understand. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that ray of sunshine, <laughs> please say hello to my co-host, the one that always hollers shotgun when we get ready to travel, the lady of the house, uh-huh. Sasha J. Little.
0: Um, I don't yell shotgun.
1: You just I, jump I, in the front seat. I,
0: I drive in the driver's seat. Ah, uh, except with what you're driving this. Yeah, week.
1: why you be hating on the little car?
0: All I'm saying is, is that for the roadworthy drive ben, minute, you were talking about the Bugatti baby, this mm. little Bugatti, pretty, Bugatti Bugatti baby, baby right? Mm-hmm. I think I would have more leg room in that. Wow. Than what is I what I'm assuming. Is a roller skate from the 1980s that they chopped in half, gave it a wheel and a half, and then sent you down the road and had the nerve to call it Mazda.
1: Wow. Wow. Just wow. I I got nothing for that, folks.
0: I mean, instead of zoom, zoom, it's more like, ew, ew. Uh,
1: You need to let that go. (laughs) Before I get into what I found from the parts bin, uh-huh. I want to remind folks that if you missed out on our conversation about the tips and sage advice that we shared last week about shopping for that newer used vehicle, you can hear it again, either on our website, roadworthydrive.com or podcast. We're heard. Why don't you tell them, Sasha?
0: Well, we're on Spotify, uh-huh. Google Play, yep. uh, Blueberry, uh-huh. and... Uh, Are we still on Blueberry? Oh, you know what? No, we're not on Blueberry. So Stitcher...
1: I think. I think. But definitely Spotify Spotify and Google Google Play. Play. Yes. And tuned in. And tuned Tuned in. in. That's right. Yes. So there you go. Uh, One last thing, too, before we get to the parts, Ben. Uh A big shout out to the folks at Podcast Iowa.
0: Podcast Iowa. We
1: had a time. Yes, we did. At their first meetup here in Des Moines. Uh, Shouts out to Michelle and Steve and Mike and Mm -hmm. the rest of the crew. Uh, We really had fun. It was a good time. We're looking forward to in, enlarging our role for yeah, Podcast Iowa. And uh, if you
0: guys are into, if our listeners are into podcasts, you want to actually look up either Podcast USA, which mm-hmm. will have a directory by states, uh-huh. and see if you have any local podcasters that you can support or listen to. Or if you're a
1: podcaster yourself and you're looking for a group yeah. Uh, check out Podcast USA. If there's not a group in your state, they'll be glad to help you start one.
0: Yes, and it was it was very informative.
1: Very. <laughs> I, informative. I really like
0: like the guys from Hey Buddy, mm-hmm. and um,
1: and Farm Program. What was that? Oh, yeah, what I was forget. that one? Yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway, bunch of really nice people. Yeah. And it was a really we good time. We
1: had an awesome time. Yeah. Again, thanks to Steve and Mike and Michelle of Podcast Iowa. Awesome time. Thank you, folks. Thank you. From the parts bin. Yes.
0: What do you Uh, got? Sasha. Yes.
1: Now, I'm going to share this with you.
0: Uh, You know, you say that in a mannerism that-
1: And I need you to hear me out. Now, you've been critical of Fiat Chrysler Uh, over the years.
0: You're playing nice again. I I am. Okay.
1: I am playing nice. Uh Uh-huh. They're spending a lot of money in Southeast Detroit right now. And uh, they're actually going to spend about $4.5 billion in a manufacturing expansion mm. that will mean 6,500 new jobs.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Well, well hold on now, because you're going to be sarcastic. <laughs> and I'm, right. I'm going to throw this at you. Sarcasm. Yeah, I know, right? Not you.
0: when it comes to Fiat
1: Chrysler. Uh, behave. <laughs> uh, I want to read this sentence to you. Uh-huh. All new jobs? All three Metro Detroit assembly sites will also Mm -hmm. produce plug-in hybrid versions of their respective Jeep models with the flexibility to build, wait for it, fully electric models in the future. We've been very critical of them before.
0: Okay, so you're telling me...
1: Mm -hmm. I am.
0: That I love how you like package that all in. So one... They're going to do electric versions of the
1: Jeep, like the Jeep Wrangler or the Jeep
0: Cherokee. May or, I
1: quote again? Go ahead. Will produce plug-in hybrid versions of their respective Jeep models with flexibility to build fully electric models in the future. They're spending the capital now to set up the plants to build Fully electric Jeeps, and I'm assuming Rams in the future in this investment.
0: But I'm I'm sorry, I I just got to interject here real quick. Uh-huh. Did you not get the memo uh-huh. that electric vehicles will never be as popular or as powerful as the combustion engine? Yeah, but vehicles? you know you know what? And and might I also remind you, sir, mm-hmm. that electric vehicles are not the future. It's a fad.
1: Uh huh. That is why that the automakers are spending. Over $200 billion. Billion. $255 billion, I think we reported yeah, on. We have. To bring hundreds. Yeah. Not 10 or 15. No. Hundreds. Yes. Of electrified vehicles in the next five years.
0: Five years.
1: May yeah. I also quote. You may. This major news includes production of two new Jeep-branded white space products, mm. as well as, and again, I quote, mm-hmm. electrified vehicles. Wow. We have been very critical of Jeep in the past.
0: We have. Uh, Well, Fiat Chrysler, period. Yes. And you know what? It's one of those things where, and there is something to be said about this manufacturer. Yes, they might have arrived late to the party. But But you know what? But they're in
1: on the boat.
0: But they're there. Um, They've already seen what has worked, what has not worked with their competitors. And maybe in the long run, if we're looking ten. 15, 20 years down the road, mm-hmm. maybe because they don't have to have those mix-ups or those mistakes, it might save them money and make them a better competitor
1: in the future. All good points. All good points. I'm I'm going to throw this at you. Curveball. Yes. Um, We've talked about that the party for SUVs and pickups can't last forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same company is cutting its third shift at Rockford. Oh, Uh, which assembles the Jeep Cherokee, laying off 1,300 (gasps) workers. Oh, no. This comes at a time when the U.S. vehicle market looks set to decline, with 2019 industry-wide sales expected to fall below 2018 levels. Yeah. Um, A little background. Yeah. Typically, in the past, car sales have run a cycle four years hot, four years cold. We've overstated, as we've come out of this recession, Uh, all that pent-up demand uh, it took three to four years to satisfy that in addition to the normal ebb and flow. So the automakers have enjoyed maybe eight or nine years of expanding mm. sales. Yeah. The, I mean, this is nothing new. No. And it's not a shock to the industry, but it will be interesting to see how the automakers respond when demand softens. You've seen the money. You've seen the ads where they're throwing ridiculous money at full-size pickups and if you were paying attention mm-hmm. certain pickup makers are still selling 2018s
0: oh yeah oh yeah i was still advertising
1: 2018s and not just one
0: no in fact I, i'm just throwing this out there i was looking with a friend of mine they were looking to buy a chevy okay just a regular s10 and no.
1: Colorado.
0: Colorado. They yes. haven't made the 10 in sorry. forever. I'm sorry.
1: Oh my God.
0: Are you done? No. Okay. So they were going to buy the Colorado mm-hmm. and they were looking on there and on the Chevy website, they had like 2000, they had a couple 2017s brand new. Yikes. Yeah.
1: All I'm saying, people, uh, Ken's little tip if you're looking to buy a vehicle, now's a great time yes, to make a heck of a deal on a new one, it's not fluff, and it's not imagination alone. No. And we wanted to bring that up. We told you it was coming with the influx of all of these off-lease vehicles. It yep. was gonna suppress uh, new vehicle sales, and that's happening. So you need to pay attention. When we return, we talk about one company's attempt to bring order into the world of electric scooter chaos. Sit tight.
0: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. Torino, Torino, Torino 1969. Choose from six V8s. Out Board's performance corner comes better ideas. Pure engineering and fired in the white heat of competition Torino 1969 with six models including the two-door hardtop the sporty convertible and the high-performance sports roof Torino it moves you it can roar as well as whisper it'll race a hole in the wind Torino when we win you win See Torino nineteen sixty-nine in the performance corner at your Ford dealers. The place you've gotta go to see what's going
1: on. Wait a minute, there was a performance corner?
0: Okay, but here's here's my thing. I heard that and all I want to say is
1: round. <laughs> no.
0: Like it can roar no. as well as whisper.
1: Yeah, Lincoln Mercury as possible. Let it go, sir. I'm
0: just saying, I mean Seriously and, and who wasn't. Y'all know you were kind of dancing in, in your car as you listening uh, to let's us. Let's hope not. We don't La,
1: want no accidents. Da, 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 oh, my goodness.
0: Folks. We need a soundtrack. Roadworthy no, Drive soundtrack. We're good. Now. Brought to you by Roadworthy Drive Productions.
1: Mm. Ah, da, da, da. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive <laughs> <laughs> regardless. Uh, we're Ken and Sasha. Your tour guides through this amusement park known as Mobility Tech. Please stay to the right yes. and all keep together, please.
0: Yes. No stranglers.
1: Yeah. Stay, stay with stragglers. the group. Or stragglers. Stay with the crew.
0: But we'd prefer no stranglers as well.
1: There you go. (laughs) So glad you could join us. Now, regular listeners know that over the last few years, we've chronicled the rise and the problems with the sudden introduction of hundreds of electric scooters in some of America's largest urban centers. Mm -hmm. To be blunt, it's been a mess. Yeah. Uh, The dockless scooters, which means, by the way, that they could be left anywhere.
0: And they were left anywhere.
1: And anywhere is indeed and where they've been left.
0: Everywhere.
1: Yeah. Anywhere and everywhere. To the frustration of pedestrians, the motorists, cities. and the city officials. Yep. Yeah. One company, however, Sasha, mm-hmm. wants to take the bull by the horns, as they say, and try to resolve the problem. Really? Yes.
0: So are they thinking... You, we talked about, what was it, bird dogging?
1: Where? Yeah. The guy well, made they want to light? eliminate that whole thing. Really? Yeah. They want to... Uh, uh, I, I sum it up like this. Okay. If you can't beat them, make it easier for them to coexist with people in infrastructure. This company, a California startup. It's a little he, bit
0: longer mm, than join them.
1: He, there you go. <laughs> uh, this company is known as Swift Mile, and they've unveiled uh, unattended charging stations for e-scooters that are designed to serve as a place where riders can actually dock the devices between rides. Because you knew with all this craziness there was going to be an opportunity for somebody to come in and offer a solution. Here's one of these.
0: Okay, so what are they?
1: Well, they're solar-powered, yay, which can accommodate any brand of e-scooter, and they're ideal for pedestrian congested areas where devices are often discarded, gee, like bus and subway stations.
0: Yeah, but here's my thing, Mm -hmm. and it's not because I'm trying to decry the American society, but I'm really kind of worried about a solar station and, like, the damage that people might do to the station, to the charging docks and stuff. I mean, it's one thing if they were to do it, like, at a gas station where there's already going to be, like, people there.
1: But the problem is they need to be and give people an opportunity to put these things up in a charger let me give you this as a countermeasure, as something to consider. Okay. The average lifespan of an e-scooter. Yeah. How many how long do you think that is?
0: Oh gosh, we covered
1: this. Like it's like months. It's not No. 45 days. Oh. Oh, I was uh, off. And can be as low as 18 days like in the- some locations due to harsher weather. Like, it dies? Like, they can't even repair uh, it? Between the abuse... Oh, okay, right. yeah. ...and the wear... Yeah. ...and how they're handled... <laughs> the abuse. Now, uh, last year, though estimates varied, just to give you an idea what they cost, mm-hmm. the average bird scooter cost the company between $500 and $600 per scooter. But how much of a profit are we looking at... Now you're getting to the point. The point is that Swift Mile's saying that scooter companies spend 50% of their operating costs on just charging these things. If you're making, they say, average $15 a day. Okay. All right, um, which means if you're making $15 a day and that's every day, mm-hmm. you're barely breaking even just on the cost of the thing. Yeah. Now, if you're spending eight, 7 or $8 a day on top of that to have someone pick it up and charge it, yeah. you know, they are losing money and they make a point. Once the scooter goes dead, it ain't making money. So Mm -hmm. companies like uh, Lime and Jump and Bird have a vested interest in encouraging somebody like Swift Mile to give, you know, make these places available, then you can eliminate the Bird dog. Okay, but when you – I have
0: not been, like, uh, uh, we've read about it, we've reported them, but I I have not actually seen an electric scooter or or experienced, like – checking out a
1: scooter, right? I have not checked out a scooter, but in our city, right. we do have bikes. They're dockable, though, downtown.
0: Yeah, but he, it takes a credit card.
1: Yes, so, or I think you might even be able to operate it via an app through a credit card but kind of thing.
0: what I'm saying is, is that there's some kind of trackability to whom would have inflicted damage, are they not Not
1: necessarily. If you abandon the thing- Right. And then it gets run over or somebody trips over it.
0: But isn't that part of like, if I'm going to, like a library book, right? Right. I mean, when you check out a library book, you can't just leave it somewhere- <laughs> a lot of missing. people do, okay. though. But they hold them accountable. I mean, even now, uh, if you have overdue books or you have an account that goes into collections in mm, Iowa, mm-hmm. they will actually take it out of your Iowa tax return.
1: Wow. But when's the last time anyone's checked out a book? Shut up. I use my library every week. Oh, my. I
0: love my library. Anyca- love,
1: in, any, a- in any case. My
0: point is, yeah. is that are they going
1: after these people? The, that That's not the purpose of what Swift Mile's trying to do. Okay. What they're trying to say is rather than have these tangled up piles, literally, of abandoned scooters, it makes economic sense to have a place where they can be docked and recharged without the company having to go get them. Uh, For the city, if you're a city or a public transportation um, agency, Mm -hmm. it would make sense for you uh, if you've got a place to dock these things. You would be motivated to want to do that rather than have somebody get hurt trying to catch the bus or the train tripping over one of these things because somebody left it. And good luck trying to find out who. Because you can make that argument, too.
0: That's true. Because if I left it on 3rd Street and somebody on 3rd Street just kind of picked it up and decided to have a grand old time over. You
1: have no proof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, what people may not. And here's an interesting point. Okay. Uh, a Dr. Jim Salas, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Public Health, University of California, San Diego. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. He says that pedestrians may not realize they've been losing territory to technology for more than 100 years, and I never thought about that. Yes. The losses began in the 1920s when the automobile industry coined the term jaywalker to criminalize tra- foot traffic on public streets. Back in the day, it was bicycles, walking, uh, tra- uh. Electric trolleys, horse drawn trolleys, people were in the streets. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's horses. The thing. And I love the fact that, you know, now uh, with this, people are actually being able to see that we humans could
1: use the streets. In other words, streets are for everybody, not just cars. Yeah. We'll see how that works. Ness up. A new day may be dawning in coal country. One's man idea when we return. Don't touch that dial.
0: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy
1: Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little, tasked with the hosting duties for this hour. Thanks for listening. Now, if you haven't yet, check out our website, roadworthydrive.com. We have so much going on that one trip, believe it or not, won't be enough.
0: We do. Um, What I'm really, really proud of is we have added the uh, Time with Sasha, which has... The past wheels of non-consent, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll be firing up more wheels of non-consent
1: once we get the legal issues resolved.
0: Yes, once mm-hmm. we get the legal issues Something resolved. Something about
1: grand theft auto.
0: It was a Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah. I don't
1: Sasha. Under- Sasha, they <sighs> wanted it back. Sasha, you couldn't keep it.
0: I mean, I offered them a really good deal on it.
1: Uh, though. No, you offered them <laughs> that you'd give it back in a year. <laughs> And then you tried to change the registration at the county courthouse. I
0: don't understand why that would be. I mean, well, you they were a little shy on the me. paperwork. I mean, they no. did. Uh, no. Someone no. gave me the keys. And possession is nine-tenths of the law, uh, which is why they were not able to press charges because possession, again, is nine-tenths of the law.
1: Yeah, we're still working through that. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, so we also are very proud of our podcasts. Um, they seem to be very popular, especially for... Right now a lot of you are listening to a station that has carries our one hour. Um, we're noticing that a lot of people are uh the traffic is going towards our second hour uh that has the Tech with Sasha time on that.
1: As well as the review, thank you very much. Of Wow. Well, Ken's review. Wow.
0: Um of, of vehicles that mm-hmm. Ken drives. Uh-huh. And uh, that Mm -hmm. that happens there. Mm.
1: Where can Um, they find us in a podcast, Sasha?
0: Well, on the podcast themselves, of course, you can go to our website. um, And I made it very easy. You just click where it says listen.
1: Mm-hmm. Imagine that, mm-hmm.
0: or you could find us on Spotify. Yep, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, or Google Play, mm-hmm. which has also been another really good one. We're looking back to get on, getting back on Blueberry and Stitcher, mm-hmm. and I am hoping to add iTunes. Hopefully this week.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you have this dislike of the fruit.
0: I have a very strong.
1: But that's like, okay. That's okay. As long uh, as the fruit's not rotten.
0: But make sure to like us on Facebook. We are I am always posting uh different stories. Integrate. I love to actually hear back from like what people are thinking, what they would like to hear on the show.
1: Uh, are um, we twittering too?
0: We are twittering. There is some twitter twitter happening. Twitter-patient. I am actually going to be expanding out so that way it becomes like an own, their, its own separate entity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um and then once more the, Twitter. And once we actually start the Wheels of Non-Consent, we'll be back up on Instagram. Yes. So, yeah, make sure that you like, so that way you have got to get in the know when we post new and exciting things.
1: Yep. That's mm-hmm.
0: Roadworthy Drive, and of course, Tech with Sasha.
1: Twitter patient. Twitter. 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 Mm-hmm. Here on the show, we've spent plenty of time talking about what would be powering our future. Cole. Uh, Cole needs to be powering our future. You need to is, stop. Is that... <laughs> you need to quit all types of electricity generation from uh-huh. exotic batteries to chemical reactions used in hydrogen however for better or for worse and for some time yet in the future despite sasha's uh smart alecky comments what? we are a fossil fuel society unfortunately sorry sasha
0: i i mean
1: we are whale oil and wow all that kind of no darling no
0: no are we not doing that anymore mm-
1: Really? (laughs) The question is, what is happening to those communities that are being left behind in the rush to clean energy? Now, full disclosure, my wife's family grew up in West Virginia, coal country. In fact, the same county... As the Hatfields and McCoys, yeah, they were real. Was that a real thing? That was real.
0: Like, do they? does she have stories of, like, their descendants?
1: That I don't know, but it was also uh, the Pinkertons, the, the whole thing. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was not pretty. <laughs> the narrow valleys down there are actually got a name. They're called hollows. Uh, and they're narrow. They're maybe a mile wide. They go straight up. And uh, with coal tipples. Now, coal tipple, for the uninitiated, is where the coal is processed it, processed, and loaded down from the mine into railroad cars. It's a hard living, even in the best of times, and trust me, you have no idea. Now, the reason for me saying all that is that in recent years, coal companies in the East have gone broke as demand continues to fall. The EPA has mandated that all new uh, electric plants use natural gas, so coal demand has fallen here as well as abroad. For many, the coal industry was all they knew. And I say all that because in the midst of all this despair, one man has come up with a novel idea, believe it or not, in the middle of coal country, and that's solar power. Um, We're talking about, believe it or not, a coal company controlled by a family who is actually branching out into solar power. Uh, The name of the group is uh, RH Group. They mine metallurgical and thermal coal, uh, both underground in the traditional lines that you might think of when you think of Appalachia, is the underground mines with the tunnels and all of that, as well as mountaintop sites. Uh, This takes place in Pikesville, Kentucky, uh, this article. Really? Yes. Okay. And they're looking at developing a 700-acre solar farm that they're gonna use for two by two nearby mountaintops that previously used to mine coal. Get that out of you, Sasha, huh? <sighs> yeah, it's a coal company making the switch.
0: You know what, and good for them. Uh, it. I happen to think, that because they're higher up, you said?
1: Well, they're mountaintop. Right. Uh, and they're going, to, and here's the thing. It's 700 acres. Right. Okay. Um, they said that it really doesn't matter. Uh, sunny days opposed to cloudy days. And you would, does you, the
0: altitude have it? They
1: really didn't mention, but it certainly didn't hurt. You would definitely that's have more sun thinking. on a mountain top as opposed to one of these narrow valleys.
0: Well, right. And as you know, as rock climbers and mountain climbers would know, I mean, you've got to have the higher sunblock for the higher
1: mm-hmm.
0: out. So that's because, why I was wondering. Right. If, With them being so elevated, what they're, did they happen to mention what they're anticipating their,
1: um, I'll say it like this uh and I quote, oh no, our H group has decided that moving beyond coal is critical for its survival.
0: Right. But do they think that they're going to be able to break even or be, make more,
1: uh, when they say critical for its survival, right. Kind of means they got no choice. That if this don't That's work, true. it's over. Yep. Are so, they bringing
0: over like uh, coal, well, like previous employees?
1: Well, let's talk about that. Retraining At, them maybe? As they are developing this site, it's still in development. They're expected to be online in 2021. Okay. They are right. looking to hire people both in construction, maintenance, and and security, and they are giving a preference to out-of-work coal miners in their community. So there is some opportunity, if you're being displaced by a closed coal mine, to get retraining, stay in the community, and actually go to work doing something else. See, and that, that
0: to me, is the ideal way to do it. I mean, just because, I mean, this is not the first time in our history as a nation that technology has outdated something um, you know, the horse and buggy and so on and so forth. So the fact that they're willing to be like, hey, we're moving on to this better technology, but we're willing to bring you with us.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, they, the challenge for them now is with the state because they can only sell the power to a utility. They want to be able to sell it to individual people once they develop it so we'll see how that works out yeah finally one federal agency fancies itself to be more of a tech company don't move a muscle real facts real opinions real talk we are
0: Roadworthy Drive
1: real facts real opinions real talk This is the last segment of this hour for Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken and Sasha. So glad you could come along for the ride.
0: Hello, hello.
1: There you go. Before we tackle the last topic for the hour, a programming note. During the second hour of this show, and yes, there is a second hour of Roadworthy Drive. That's right. I will be reviewing the all-new 2019 Lexus UX200 Crossover, the automaker's first venture into the compact urban crossover SUV segment. Also during the hour number two, it's the popular Tech with Sasha segment, where Sasha talks about, well, well, Sasha, why don't you tell them? What are you going to be talking about? <laughs>
0: this week's Tech with Sasha yeah, buddy. was actually inspired by true events that happened over the last seven days.
1: uh
0: of which actually occurred hours ago Uh-oh. that currently has my car stranded um, in Ankeny. Iowa. Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah,
1: you're gonna want to tune in, folks. You
0: are want to go. Sasha is
1: armed and loaded for bear. (laughs) Trust me.
0: It's definitely a rant-worthy moment, and it's not me ranting. No, no, this is going to be me. uh, Brought to you by Life (laughs) and uh, Why Vehicle Ownership. Socks.
1: Oh, my. All (laughs) that for hour number two. Yes. Now, if your favorite radio station doesn't carry a second hour, shame on them. But no worries. (laughs) You can listen to it via our website, roadworthydrive.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, be it Google Play, Spotify. uh,
0: Stitcher. Tune
1: in. Tune in. Or wherever your favorite spot for podcasts is, chances are we're there. Hey, and for you gamers out there
0: because the PS4 actually has Spotify available on there, you can actually listen to Roadworthy Drive while
1: you're gaming. There you go. So I'm just saying, uh-huh. it's there. Okay, <laughs> good point to know. Hey, Sasha. Yes, sir. Quick, name a federal government agency that's trying to act like a tech company. They're even, here's a hint, huh. they're even participating in the iconic South by Southwest event in Austin, Texas, an annual conglomerate, of film, interactive media, and music festivals and conferences that take place each year in mid-March.
0: Okay, considering the fact that we are a mobility show, Mm -hmm. I am going to take a stab in the dark Mm -hmm. and say it's the FCC. (laughs)
1: did you really just go there no that's even far out even for you are
0: you sure yes okay so the department of
1: you know what homeland security no let it go are
0: we not fbi no cia no am i close
1: not even (laughs) the u.s department of transportation
0: what the DOT?
1: Yes, the DOT. Gotta love. And my wait folks. a minute, and not just the DOT. Uh huh. The Secretary of the Department of Transportation actually was there talking to consumers in a uh, meeting. Now or, was he doing in a conference? Her? Were? They,
0: were uh, that's right. I am sorry. Yes. Was she talking about like directional, like vehicle to everything? We're, we're going to get to, to that
1: in a minute. But here's a question I want to ask first. Okay. Are venues now, like South by Southwest, Mm -hmm. the new CES for technology displays and introductions? Is this what we've come to, that auto shows just aren't in anymore?
0: I happen to believe so, yes. In fact,
1: there's a growing
0: number of those that are in the technology and also, um, we'll say, uh, automotive technology that understand that CES... And uh, shows by or places like this convention are actually a replacement for the car model because car ownership is slowly going away anyway.
1: Yeah. But I mean, this is not so much an ownership as opposed to mobility as a service issue. Yeah. This is a technology issue relative to transportation.
0: And it affects everybody because now it's one of those things where people can go here and get their questions answered, their concerns and see what's coming out. In real time, if they're not listening to our show, hello, Texas. Hey.
1: The U.S. Department of Transportation had a conference Monday and Tuesday this past week uh, as part of South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. Here's what they said. They support the U.S. Department of Transportation supports innovation, discuss key technologies that will shape transportation in the next 20 years and help them to pass the research baton to inspire the next big market solution. They were actually hosting not one, not two, but five interactive sessions and a demonstration room uh, at a downtown hotel during that time. More importantly, they mentioned that experts would be on hand to discuss featured projects and all that the U.S. Department of Transportation had to offer. Now, the featured session was actually the first one by Secretary Elaine Chao discussing new initiatives on emerging transportation technologies. Here's what she was talking about. The Secretary of Transportation, yep, autonomous vehicles, drones, hyperloop technology, aerial ride sharing, a growing commercial space industry. No, not Space Force. (laughs) She said commercial. (laughs) And a host of other emerging technologies. They mentioned that that's changing the way we travel and plan for the future. Secretary Chow will announce news on how the U.S. Department of Transportation is taking a thoughtful and deliberative approach to federal approvals and safety oversight of these emerging technologies that cross departments' traditional silos. And on that note, they announced the creation of a non traditional and emerging transportation technology council. They call it an internal deliberative body at the U.S. Department of Transportation tasked with identifying and resolving jurisdictional and regulatory gaps that may impede the deployment of new technology, such as, but not including, tunneling, hyperloop, autonomous vehicles, and other innovations. This is what they announced at South by Southwest. The thing is, we talked about how slow technology was moving relative to regulation. Yep, yep. I have to say that the U.S. Department of Transportation... Obviously, it has been listening. Yes. And it's creating something to cut the red tape and basically say that they didn't want a regulations that may impede the deployment. Yeah. So they're looking at this inner, inner, I want to say interdepartmental uh, agency or group that will cut across the silos of different. Uh, jurisdictions and different authorities within the Department of Transportation in order to make sure this stuff moves forward in a timely manner.
0: Well, I mean, the other thing is, is that by coming to these events and by making themselves available to the public, if they can get the public talking about it in a real and factual manner, then -hmm. they can start getting our legislators to actually take it seriously. If it becomes important to the people, then it's going to become important to their representatives.
1: The new Urban Mobility Partnership by Land, Air, and Sea, The Future of Freight. Accessible Transportation for All, Cybersecurity, Sasha, and the Age of Automation, one of the seminars they were talking about, and then finally, Step Aside Cities, get this, mm-hmm. Innovations in Rural Mobility. That's these, me! Dad. These were the seminars that they were talking about at South by Southwest. Yes. So not all is lost.
0: I will have to post that on our Facebook account.
1: Indeed. And that wraps up to our offerings like a butcher wraps meat. What? Until the next time, Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, folks. Bye.
0: Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.